Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Rob Has a Podcast. I am Rob Sesternino alongside Nicole. Hello. Nicole, how are you doing this morning? I'm pretty good. Pretty good? Oh, no. It sounds like uh, you're a little uh, reserved. I, I, I'm having a hunger pain right now. A, hung, a, a hunger game? <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's a this movie. This is huge. Or a book. Oh. It's going to be a movie. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's not a, a labor pain, is it? No, I'm starving. Okay. Well, <laughs> I know how to fix that problem. All right. But in the meantime, before we can get you something to eat, Nicole, uh-huh. uh, we're going to talk with uh, Matthew J. Quinlan, the first person voted out by the men on Survivor One World, and somebody that you know we thought was going to be around for a bit. We thought it was going to be the villain of the season. Yeah, we thought so. Mm-hmm. But it was not meant to be, Nicole. Our dreams did not come true. Well, <laughs> the bright side is we do get to talk to him. We get to talk to him. Earlier yeah. than we would have liked. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, being told he's on the line. And uh, let's go ahead. And Matthew, are you there? Matt, good morning. You're on, you're on with Rob and Nicole. Hello. Hello to you both. I'm an honored guest. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, it is our pleasure to have you. Uh, to have the survivor rooster himself, Matthew J. Quinlan. I appreciate you dropping the full name. The rooster has arrived. The rooster is here. And Matt, uh, how did you get to know so much about chickens and roosters and, and uh, turkey. all yeah, all turkeys, <laughs> all you these know, birds? Uh, I was watching it too, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I have a lot of animal analogies. Tim would love me. Um, and it was it was a lot about roosters and chickens and talking turkey and everything else and I don't know where all that came from, um, but but I was just out there just having fun and and I like to use analogies in real life and and those seem fitting at the time so I am pro pita. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> no, Matt, where did things uh, get off on the the where wrong foot wrong? for you? Because you came into the game, uh, you looked as somebody who could was a threat to Pretty win it strong. all. And then, uh, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Men versus women. You're the first one out of the men's tribe. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it was. Um, you know, among other things, the, the men versus women format definitely did not help me. Um, and it, and it took, took away kind of my safety net. It took away my value to the tribe, you know, in terms of what I could add to the team element and the competitions and the challenges. Um, and so I think that was the beginning uh, of the problems for me. And it really put me into a defensive mode um, that I, I didn't anticipate uh, the way I should have. You know, of course, I was hoping that it would be a mixed gender situation and that I would be appreciated for my what I could add to the challenges and would be relatively safe in the beginning of the game and could work on my alliances initially and kind of, you know, dig my hooks in and, and get myself set up for what I anticipated to be my vulnerable time, which was, you know, around the merge and shortly thereafter. So, um you know, the format, uh, you know, I think worked against me. That I, I don't want to make excuses for it. I mean, that's part of the game. You never know what you're going to get. But I think you change that format and everything changes. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's how I viewed it. It was, it was a nightmare for me, the format. Yeah, I don't disagree. That I think you would, have been, yeah. you would have been better served in uh, men versus women, but that was not what happened. And you didn't really seem to have the best relationship with the women going back to these chickens and roosters in the first episode. <laughs> that the, I think that's, that's what happened. Tree. Yeah, the women, they stole that chicken and rooster, and then you couldn't get out, out of your head. You know, you're right. And, and I didn't realize Mike had stolen the stuff from, from the girls. I didn't even realize that actually until day eight. And so... Um, 
when I got back to camp and made made the deal with Chelsea, and it was a deal, a formal deal that we made, and as she broke it, I was just shocked that that it would start like that. You know that she would she would be playing like that, and um, you know you definitely did want to kind of prove to to your tribe that you weren't with the other side at all. That was kind of an, an underlying issue, and I know for me, like. When I, I mean, I made somewhat of a scene of that situation, and, and some of that was for effect because I wanted the tribe to realize that I'm not out here flirting with these girls. I'm not here for that at all. And so I, I definitely was comfortable sacrificing a little bit of, of the girls thinking maybe I was a jerk so that the guys would think that I was definitely down for them. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the men versus women format was already a problem for me. If there was this air out there that – Matt might have an advantage with the girls or, or Matt likes the girls or they like him or anything like that, that would just put me in a worse spot. So I was just like, distance myself from these girls. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to do them favors. I'm not trying to be sweet and nice and flirt with Chelsea. I was just like, I'm done with these girls. And I think that was really important, at least initially, to kind of to prove to the guys where I stood. So, you know, yeah. I was angry and that was real. Like, I was really upset that, that she had broken that deal because I would not have broken that deal. I mean, it surprised me. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to kind of beat on my chest and show the guys in my tribe that, you know, I'm, I'm here for them. I'll fight for them. Batting your eyes doesn't work with me. Right. And you never let the women uh, get anywhere uh, with as far as uh, taking from the men. And Matt, this is why I'm going to keep your phone number on speed dial, because <laughs> as a lawyer, uh, you know, if if Nicole and I ever go through a divorce, when Nicole comes through and she's like, oh, can I have this? Can I have this? Then what do you have that I Matt, want? <laughs> Matt's going to say, no, you'll get nothing. Get out of here. <laughs> so who am I representing you or Nicole? <laughs> Me. Okay. All right. You don't want to do that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I you get nothing. Com- this I isn't about you anymore. I'm, I'm conflicted <laughs> because I like your wife so much. Okay. Oh, see? <laughs> well, easy, easy. Take it easy. All right. Uh, so, uh, now let's talk about Colton a, a little bit. Uh, so much to say. Here. Yeah. How much of what you saw on the TV show was new to you as you were seeing it? Nothing. Um, really? nothing. Um, and, and of course I, I saw a lot more since I lived it, but Colton, um, came out there very, um, emotional, very unstable, um, very, you know, over his head, frankly. And the first mm-hmm. few days it was, it was, you know, a sorry, a sorry thing to see. And, um, and I was working with Colton initially the first few days before he got that idol. And when he got that idol, he transformed from being this, this sob story to a diva, like a full blown arrogant in your face. Woo me. I want everybody to want me and I'm going to control this game. See, the thing with Colton that people don't realize is that he is an alpha male in a, in a little, in, in the body that you see. And, and so <laughs> it, it, I thought I could control Colton. I underestimated when I first got out there, I thought I could control Colton and, and he, and he actually offered him, you know, that to me initially. And then um, once he got that idol, his true colors came out and Colton is, is, is not really somebody that, that can be controlled. And I didn't, I didn't realize that until too late. I underestimated Colton uh, and his savvy. Um, he's easy to hate, but he's also, in my opinion, an underrated and good survivor player. Um, and I wish, looking back on it, that I would have treated him a little uh, differently and shown him that respect, I think, that he wanted 
to see as being a power player in the game. I just didn't view him like that initially, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it became obvious to me that that's who he was and that I, that I, I wish I would have been a little, you know, sweeter to him, gentler to him. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind of a, a rough and tumble type of guy. You know what I mean? It's like, I say it how it is and, and I'm cool rubbing some dirt on a cut and Colton's not like that at all. He, he wants to be hugged and pet and I, and I should have done that and I could have done that and, and that, you know, who knows what would have happened because I would have been happy to work with Colton if, if it would have worked out, if I could have, if I would have known who he was. Right. But Matt, here's where the plot thickens. Uh-oh. Colton wasn't the one who wanted you out. Colton wanted Bill out. Right. It was uh, Troyzan and to a lesser degree, Tarzan, who were the ones that wanted you out. Did you have any idea that uh, Troyzan was leading the charge to get rid of you? Absolutely. I mean, that, that was from day one. Um, I was told, Leaf dropped it in my ear that I was on the block to go home first. And I was just like, oh, no, like what a nightmare this is. You know, so I, I was scrambling and running for my life the whole time. There, there was this kind of, you know, whisper amongst Troy and Jonas and Leaf and Tarzan that they wanted to get rid of me. They called me the muscle and, you know, they call themselves the misfits and, you know, everyone needs a good title. So that's, that's what they were. So they were coming for me. I knew they were coming for me. We fought this battle for a week about who was going to win. Colton was in the middle of it, just like you saw. Colton got his idol and decided to flip around. Um, so yeah, I knew it. And that's why I saw me try to rope in Troy at the end, because if there were two position, number one and nine on our tribe was me and Troy. Right. Two alpha males and Colton, the other alpha male was right in the middle of it. And it was this strange, you know, dynamic. I knew if I could get Troy to work with me, that him and Jonas would be loyal. And I knew that Mike and Jay would work with me. And that if, if I could have sold that better, if he'd have been willing to do it, everything would have been different. And, um, you know, who knows what could have, what could have come at all. But, um, you know, so I, I knew I was, I knew that they were coming for me. They, they viewed me as a threat. Nobody made any bones about that. They, they would tell me that. And so I knew that that's how I was viewed and I felt vulnerable the whole time. Mm-hmm. And now what about Tarzan? Did you know that his heart was broken, that you uh, misinterpreted him at tribal council? <laughs> you know, what? it's like, sensitive. I, I really do think Tarzan's a cool guy. You know, I have, a, he's, a, he's a ham. We had a great time. He's a really smart dude. I mean, I enjoy his company a lot. And he, he I was in, uh, when we got to tribal, you saw me get agitated last night. When we got there, I had this plan. And, and there is some, some stuff on CBS.com that explains my plan a little bit better, hidden scene. But um, I got there and I thought, we're sending home Colton or Bill or I'm going home. You know what I mean? And so when we got there and everybody started talking, and Tarzan was particularly vocal because I think he was getting nervous that because I, I was kissing my case hard. You know, it became obvious to me that, that those guys were pretty galvanized. And I was like, oh, no, if it's these five and Colton was being his diva self down there, I was like, I'm going home. You know, so I was frustrated and agitated that, that it was probably the end for me. So I was not going out, you know, with my lips closed. I was going out in a blaze of glory, you know. So when Tarzan was saying things and I was so annoyed and frustrated, I just kind of jumped on him about it, you know? So that's kind of where that hostility with Tarzan came from. All in all, I, don't, I didn't and don't have any hostility with Tarzan, but he was just the one who was being vocal that was kind of rubbing it in my face. That's how it felt, you know what I mean? It was getting rubbed in my face. And so, you know, you, 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 you've seen enough of my personality. I'm not just going to sit there. So. <laughs> right. So, you know, right. I let him have it, you know what I mean? And, and, and so that's what you saw. So Jeff picked up on it too. Was I frustrated and agitated? Absolutely. As much so as I'd been in eight days, you know, because I knew the end was there for me and I couldn't do anything more about it. I was, I was mm-hmm. pissed, you know? Yeah. So 
Uh, could you shed some light into why did Colton have so much animosity towards Bill? We haven't seen a lot of it Bill last like night. No reason for and it. And then we saw we saw a little bit of Bill. We said, okay, maybe this uh, surfer stuff is getting on people's nerves. Uh-huh. Uh, was that what it was? You'd have to ask Colton, but I think that that's probably what it was. Bill um, is a he's a comedian. He's a funny guy. He's out there. He's, he's the center of attention. We had a lot of those out there in, in our tribe, but he's definitely one of them. And so he is, is, is kind of loud and, you know, and that just annoyed Colton. And I'm telling you, Colton wanted to control that whole tribe. And I think anybody that took Colton's attention away, uh, he didn't mm-hmm. like him. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah. he didn't like me for that reason. He, he didn't like Bill. And he, he wanted to be the, the dominant male in that group. And it's somewhat ironic, but he did, and and I think Bill brought that out in him. But you know, of course, you're gonna have to keep watching it to you know find out about all that type of stuff. Okay. Mm. And uh, Matt, one last question for you: uh, Do you regret having uh, taken your shirt off? Uh, because <laughs> I, I know there's been a number of times I've regretted taking my shirt off uh, different places. Oh, do you, do you regret uh, the decision to to walk around uh, with your shirt off with the other guys uh, so early in the game? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how to answer this question. Um, <laughs> you know, it was hot out there, Rob. It was real hot, and I did what I had to do. Well, I'm sure America does not regret you taking your shirt off. So no. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. No, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, Matt, uh, you know, th- thank you so much for uh, for coming on with us. Uh, is there is there anything else you want to uh, tell us about? You know, that's really it. I'm just super thankful that I got an opportunity to play. I think having now experienced this and being in my shoes, I realize how passionate people are about Survivor. People love this game so much, and so it makes me feel honored and to have a sense of obligation now because there are millions of people out here that live Survivor, and I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much. You've gone too soon. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate it. I gave it everything I had. I think, I think that was pretty obvious. <laughs> all right, Matt. Uh, I would say keep in touch, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Good talking to you. All right. Take Bye, care, Matt. buddy. Bye. Bye. All right, Nicole. There you have it. There you have Matthew it. Matthew J. Quinlan. Another one gone too soon. Another <laughs> one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> gone too soon, but uh, we we must move on. On to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. So, Nicole, we will carry on. We've actually, Nicole, check this out. We're done. We've, we're done. Yeah. We're done. Time to put our feet up. We are done with our Survivor podcasting. We Get me a martini. We already did our podcast last night with Sandra Diaz-Twine and Kobe Archa. Yep, all, we already up. Had a great conversation with them. Yeah. I think you'll appreciate it. Lots of... Uh... I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Glad you, glad you appreciated it, too. <laughs> So uh, lots of fun. So go ahead and uh, check that out. And then uh, I'll be back on Friday talking with Andy Denhart from Reality Blurred. Ooh la la. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. All right, everybody. So until then, take care. That's important. Bye.